Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Chris Krimitsos. How are you, Chris? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure, my friend. Thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, we all know how busy you are. Uh, we're all busy just right now. It's definitely a busy season. We're going all across the country uh, to different cities promoting PodFest. Yeah, so before we get into all that, how about you kind of in your own words introduce um, what you do? So I'm a community builder at heart, and uh, what I do really well is bring people together in a facilitated environment that allows for growth. So PodFest is a community that I am part of, um, that I've helped uh, create, and I've done it with entrepreneur communities, internet marketing communities. But I love creators, and my background is uh, I used to do two TV shows and just uh, really enjoy content creation and and the online medium, always have. Been fascinated since the internet came out. Oh, nice. Yeah, you, you launched some other companies as well, right? Yeah, Tampa Bay Business Owners um, and a couple other things. Uh, you start, started a book. I do a lot of speaking, consulting. But right now, full-time, I would say PodFest takes up the majority of my time. And back in the day, were you the guy, were you going to a lot of networking events, you know, like uh, BNIs and those of the world? Yeah, when I moved to Florida, because I grew up in New York, everybody in Florida goes to networking events because no one's from here. So Florida happens to have more associations than any other state. It's in the thousands. I forgot. I remember once I looked it up. Um, so I started going to meetings, and those meetings um, helped me build a group of friends around entrepreneurship and business. And, yeah, I'd get invited to BNIs. There's NPI. There's, like, multiple types of uh, meetings like that. Uh, BNI is the, is the bellwether, but there's so many meetings. And I made friends, and what I did was I – I asked some of the top leaders to help to help me create something for entrepreneurs, for business owners. And that's how we launched back in the day, the Tampa Bay business owner. So uh, I love networking groups. And then um, I've done quite a few of them myself. So I, uh, I just love bringing people together. The dynamics uh, that create that is very uh, unique. Hmm. What would you say your number one um go-to would be for creating a community? What kind of platform? Well, um, back in the day for local communities in person, it was meetup.com, but I wouldn't say that it's as uh, current anymore. So we actually have been dialoguing this with the groups. Uh, We noticed that you have to find another local leader who has a base because now everybody has their own groups on Facebook. So if you could tap into someone that has a group that wants to do an in-person group and use Eventbrite and Facebook, pretty much, that's kind of how groups are meeting up right now that, I, that I'm seeing that works well. Mm-hmm. And do you have a podcast as well yourself? I, I do the kid-friendly network. So we have f- five or six shows across the network. So we have kid-friendly joke of the day. So I produce uh, those and then I'm, I do marketing for my wife's uh, network, the Women's Meditation Network. And then I've started, you know, four or five podcasts. Uh, I, I love the medium so much that I do a lot of hobby podcasting. 
I'll start and stop concepts just to see how they work out and how much I like them. So I've I've had conference cash flow, story jam theater, uh, just to name a few. But I really enjoy the medium of of creating something. Hmm. What would you rate um, having? your own show, meaning like having a podcast show such as this for networking and community building, you know, one being the least and 10 being uh, phenomenal for creating a community and bringing your ideal partners and network together. I mean, it's pretty high. It's up. It depends on the person and what they want. So some people are better off being guests on podcasts and not necessarily running their own podcasts. But yeah. either way, the medium itself is such a powerful pull. Um, it all depends on the situation, but obviously I'm, I'm probably one of the biggest boosters for the medium of podcasting. So it's, it's a north of an eight for sure. Uh, 10 for yeah. some people. Other people, you know, depending on their time allocation, if they can't, here's what I would say. If you don't have the time, I would, if I was a small business owner, I would bankroll someone that is doing a podcast on the caveat that they introduced me to the people they're interviewing that they think fit, like I would just for that one connection. So a lot of people forget that there's so many different ways to connect to people, but I, I love shows and I love podcasting. Um, yeah. I love, it depends on, listen, right now what's happening is we're fragmenting, content creators are getting fragmented and there's opportunities on, now that Elon just bought Twitter, that's going to open up, I don't know if you saw his leaked text, one of the ideas was he's going to give the first million dollars in ad revenue to the creator. And then after that, it's a 50-50 split. And if he implements that idea, um, wow. you're going to see creators just exploding all over. the. Because what's going to happen now is YouTube is going to have to change their economics. And, and for yeah. those that know how Twitter works, now that it's going to have you know everybody represented, it could be a very massive idea for content creators because a lot of people consume content off of Twitter. Uh, they just... Uh, you know, right now, a lot of, a lot of them got off of Twitter. Now everybody's getting back on. And it'll change a lot for the profit sharing for a lot of these platforms. Like Correct. It'll right? change. So even if you don't, let's say you're like, ah, oh, I don't want to go on Twitter. There's too many people with, yeah. uh, you know, uh, opposing viewpoints now. Yeah. It, uh, now you could, it doesn't matter because now YouTube is like, crap, this guy's going to take our lunch. So we better give the creators more incentives and more money. And so on and so forth. You know, Spotify, it rolls downhill and uphill because Twitter, unlike any other platform, could own video and audio. So it's going to add a lot of competition to the mix. Hmm. Yeah, and YouTube. YouTube is overall really good to creators anyways, right? 100%. YouTube is a boost. Yeah, I mean, the first million. I I never heard of anything like that. But he's got so much uh, money, it doesn't matter if it's, you know... um, if it doesn't make money right away. So if he then attracts yeah. all the creators and there's tons of creators are big on Twitter <sighs> and they start monetizing like crazy because he cleans up how everything works in back end. That's it's, it's just a great day to be a creator because the opportunities are going to explode. Yeah. And Twitter, do they have a division for podcasting? I don't, I don't know, know if they have a division, but I think he, uh, from what I've seen, his vision is to make it a hub for creators. Um, hmm. So, you know, I know Twitter comes and goes, but when we first started, I remember Twitter used to be one of the largest growth uh, engines for a lot of podcasters. Uh, So it depends Mm. on the niche. But if everybody starts getting on Twitter and he verifies people, which means not as much bot traffic and people could trust the numbers, 
it's going to be uh, – all I'm saying is I'm starting to pay attention to Twitter and take a look at it. Before, if you ask anyone, they would all tell you Twitter's a dumpster fire. Why would you want to get in there? Yeah. People just destroy each other. It was a very negative yeah. place. But if he creates some balance and cleans it up, it's going to have huge potential. Huge potential. That's wonderful. It's great news. How about, um, for example, if someone is in business, right? What would you recommend from your, with your experience? What would be your top three, for example, processes for them to become somewhat known or become, create some network that they can do business with? The fastest way, like what would what would you say the top way, for example, would be of someone in business starting out, get out there to make some solid relationships quickly if you had to do things again? So you mentioned BNI, and for those that don't know, Business Networking International is where you have almost a, it's a round circle format of in-person mm-hmm. people sitting in different seats and everybody has a seat depending on their business. Meaning you mm-hmm. have the guy that does graphics or you have a lady that does, um, you know, I don't know, owns a roofing company, whatever it is, everybody mm-hmm. owns. Uh, mm-hmm. And then they uh, help refer business to each other um, mm-hmm. and get points and accreditation. So let's say you're a brand new business owner and you're like, man, I can't get a seat at BNI because they're all taken from my profession. Um, the first thing I would do is uh, either create a geolocal podcast. Uh, this is if you're a geolocal kind of business owner to interview people that might be uh, phenomenal strategic alliance partners for me. And those are people that could refer traffic. So a lot of times people go after the uh, lead source, meaning, oh, I'm a roofer. I need someone that needs a roof. But the uh, probably smarter play, and you could do this with the podcast quite easily, is, oh, I'm a roofer. Let me interview people that do gutters because they get asked, do I, you know, a roofer. So you always want to look at who is dealing with your lead source constantly and maybe how you could have them on your show. So now you could build up that um, that referral base. Uh, the other thing I like that I've seen really works well, let's say you're a jeweler, and this is just a great case study, and you go to a networking event and someone is asking you about the quality of the diamonds, the difference. What if you had a podcast that you did seasonally? That answer is the most frequently asked questions that you get asked. And when you leave that networking event, you email that person, the episode that answers the questions they had, but now they could binge listen to your top 10, you know, qualities, what diamonds are hot this season, uh, you know, what, what people really enjoy. You're, you're actually creating uh, a customer that's probably going to buy from you down the road by creating touch points that you don't have to do over and over again. So there's a lot of different ways I've seen people do it. Some people do a podcast literally just to talk to other people in their industry to build their, um, like, I know we see it from the entrepreneur but I, I perspective. I've seen it from the executive level where people want to jump from one place to another and get double the pay, and they will interview all the top heads of their industry, and now they're a known commodity, and now people are thinking about them when it comes to hiring a top executive. So it's just interesting how many different um, nuances there are. It's endless, really. Mm, yeah. Yeah, like when when I created this show, you know, I would hear many experts, you know, talk about being around the right people, right? Creating an environment yeah, proximity. around the right people. Proximity, yeah. 
so you know that's why this was was actually created to create that uh, environment where you know you can meet create relationships um, build upon um, serve and whatever comes out of it right but you're still adding value to the people out there that's the yeah key. i mean that's the whole point of it yeah yeah and so for podfest um it's grown like to to a huge degree uh, where do you plan on taking this like what is your goal uh, right now, the goal is to create value and deliver value for the people that come through PodFest doors. So what we're doing is we're doubling down on value creation, meaning we're not focused on big numbers anymore because um, we're getting a couple thousand people at PodFest. But now the question is, how do we retain the majority of the people and create value so they keep coming back each and every year? Because that's the question is conference, for conferences to really grow – there has to be some commerce. Um, so what we're doing is we have a beginner emerging track that is in the expo hall area. And we lowered our prices down to $99. So now people could go in, meet all these exhibitors. There's two tracks of education. They don't know how to get started. They could get all the resources. But then we charge a premium if you want to be in our creator lounge. And those are people that have podcasts already. They're more serious about their in business. Uh, and in that, we have uh, different tiers. So the creator is for anyone that's creating actively. But then we have what we call our uh, PodFest influencers. Those are people that are getting 1,000 downloads or more per episode, up to 5,000. And they have a separate classroom so they could learn how to grow and really hone in their skills. And then we have the Pod Pros, PodFest pros, and those are the people that have 5,000 downloads or more per episode. And they literally make a full-time living at it. The reason why we're really honing in on this education and the creator pass has like five different tracks of the most amazing education. We want these individuals to grow and monetize their art uh, however they want. Some people want to be top consultants. Some people want to have a speaking career. Some people want to monetize from the podcast uh, um, itself. So we're making sure that we're creating value across the spectrum and then they're all under one roof networking with each other, collaborating. So that's kind of the future of PodFest. We're excited about it. We have some of the largest podcasters in the world attending behind the scenes to learn how to be better podcasters. Uh, I love the speaking part and the education part, but now it's like, how do we literally help everybody grow and um, foundationally become um, better creators and, and monetize their art? Because this arc that I told you about with Twitter, um, Spotify is already in the game monetizing podcasters. Um this, this medium is going to grow very big in the next five years. I know it seems like it's already grown for a lot of people, but we just are at the first layer of growth for where it's going to go. Yeah. You know, we're, podcasts are, are, are very unique to a specific type of person, right? Like, for example, when you're busy, it's the fastest and easiest way to get information while you're doing other things right like you know right. you're working out or you're doing your dishes or you're cleaning the house whatever the case may be it's, it's so convenient to have it in your ear and and just taking in that information um and that connectivity you create with that is is next level as well right because you're Absolutely. right in their ear yep yeah so for that pro podcast pro, how much is that membership again? 
It's, a, it's an invite only. So we invite those individuals okay. and they have to qualify. So a lot of people okay. uh, don't realize the, like we put it out there, but they still apply and like, hey, if you don't have those numbers, okay. it won't benefit you. So uh, we invite yeah. them out and they're they're part of it. But these are the, you know, the largest creators in the world. Um, so uh, luckily, we've been doing this for over a decade. So we have those relationships where they trust us with their um, education and their collaboration. Mm. Right now you're doing these events in Florida only or anywhere else? So the PodFest, the big one, IRL in real life happens in Orlando, Florida, but then we have PodFest Connects, which we do all over the country. Um, We just did three stops in Texas. We did Atlanta. Um, We're doing Colorado, Southern California, Vancouver, Toronto. So we're doing stops all over the 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 North America, and then eventually we'll, we'll take it international to connect with all the people mm-hmm. that are part of the PodFest community. And then once a year, everybody comes together in Orlando. Uh, this year, coming up, it'll be January 25th to the 26th to 29th. If you had to do all of this over again, and someone is listening right now, what would be that one pointer you could give someone to get cash flowing, you know, growth and see some results in the fastest way possible? Um, I think I would have focused more on helping people do. Um, I think I wouldn't have focused on the numbers as much like we did grow because we were focused on getting more people to the table. But I think I would have put just as much attention on what we're doing now, which is creating value for the individuals in the commerce side. So I I think I I was a little lopsided, but now our focus is evened out. So we'll grow. Uh, And and someone doing events, I would say it's really tough to say because events are so, there's very few events that last even nine years, 10 years. They all go out of business within like the first, they all got like 99% of them go out of business within the first two years. But uh, even past seven years, they don't survive. There's a weird stat. So events are very tough as a business model. So I would also say have a back end to sustain you. So you're not dependent on the event to bring it in. My question was more towards like an, an entrepreneur that as an wearing the entrepreneur entrepreneur's hat, right? Not the uh, community builder, but more as an entrepreneur um, on that angle. Like you mean from, from but repeat the question then so I could understand exactly. So, what so you from your experience as an entrepreneur, right? You know, if you had to do everything over again as an entrepreneur, what what is that one thing that you would focus on um, that would speed up the entire process? If the from the information that you know today, speed up the entire process of the business growing growth and and success and income whatever you experience right from those years of experience is there is there something that we can share with the audience that could help them maybe get that aha moment from that okay you know what this factor is something that got me here the it was the most beneficial for me So 
I think what I would recommend anyone getting started is so for me, I, I we started in an industry that was emerging called podcasting, right? Ten years ago, um, what I probably would have done that would have helped speed it up, probably take a hundred of the top people in the industry back then and put them on my speed dial and my favorites and then texted them and kept in touch with them constantly. I think that would have sped up the growth. Hmm. Excellent. Comes down to networking again, right? Correct. Yes. Your network. It, it's always right your people. network. Uh, you listen, yeah. we're doing this tour right now and yeah. there's people, there's sponsors I've been going after forever that have not responded, but I did a tour in Texas and one of the stops, one of the people worked for one of the sponsors I've been going after. Now they're asking me how they could sponsor. So it's all about network. It always has been. Yeah. And following up, following up, following Following up up and just being out there and building those relationships. So the the decision maker might not be the person you're talking to. It might be someone else in the company, especially nowadays with tech. The, the engineer might have, yeah. you know, the majority of the company, you don't even know it. And you happen to be nice to that person. And then they call the salesperson or market person like, we need to sponsor that. Next thing you know, the marketing person that told you no 10 times telling you, hey, we need, we'd like to have a booth or something at your show. So that happens a lot. Yeah. 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 For us, like, for example, when we were looking out and trying to get some of the bigger names on our show, um, you know, we would email them one time and not hear back. And we made, we made a decision earlier on that if we don't hear back, continuously follow up. So, you know, anything could happen, right? Something, the person that was looking at the emails missed it or they didn't think it was valuable enough, right? So we continuously follow up. And I remember we had guests on the show after emailing like 23 times. Um, and then finally they responded, right? But if they don't reply... How do we know for sure if they're even getting it or what's the situation? We can assume a lot of things, but following up is Sometimes they went into spam and you hit them up on some other social platform and they get right away, they get to you right away. Or other times, then they don't check their LinkedIn messages and you should have sent it to their, whatever. There's uh, many reasons. So I think following up and it really comes down to the network and, and uh, focusing yeah. on, um, because I have... I go to trade shows and I have people tell me no every year. Then on the third year, I convert them over to being at, you know, PodFest. Awesome. So just, you have to always follow up. Yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Chris, what would you say your innermost superpower is that got you to this point today? Um, I would say I have a gift for connecting people. It sounds weird, but I've connected like three or four marriages, like uh, connecting in general. Oh, like cool. Businesses. That's a second business? Yeah, it's just I have a really good – I do a really good job of connecting energy and frequency. So people calibrate oh, on perfect. energy and frequency levels. And I realized that when I used to do um, – I had a live TV show, a business show, and I used to pick the people that were going to be on the show based on how I think they would connect when we would switch over yeah. during the commercial breaks. And I would yeah. get emails all the time. Hey, I'm working with this person. We, we did business and blah, blah, blah. Thank you so much. Because I, I was thinking like, if I wanted them to come back on my TV show, how could I create value so they'll say yes again? So it's just a skill set. I have a, a really unique skill set of connecting people. And then I have a really good um, 
eye and ear for content. Uh, so the content that we feature at PodFest is some of the best in the world um, awesome. for the medium. So it's tough to come by that kind of content. Yeah, that's excellent. No, definitely your quality is is uh, next level. That's why we're grateful to have you on this show and to spread your message. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great power. And and what you mentioned about you know energies and frequencies, it's, it's it's I love this stuff. So I'm I'm glad that you said that, and it's good that it helps you with the connecting aspect of things. Um, you know, if there's any final words or anything that you would like to share with the audience, uh, please go ahead. Well, you just mentioned energy and frequency, and I want to end with that because I don't really talk about it often, but I've been very fortunate to have done 2,000 events, and I will tell you something. We had the main event uh, here in Tampa, local business entrepreneurs. We'd interview like the founder of Hooters, all these cool people every month, and I'd have about 100 people in the room. I'll tell you something. I don't know why, but when you do events as often as I have, eventually you get so comfortable, you could look at the audience and I could see people radiating positive energy and you could see people radiating negative energy. Yes. And then, uh, believe it or not, that energy blankets over the people around them. So the people that are positive, they light up. Uh, it's a really weird thing yeah. uh, to be able to kind of sense it and feel it. Um, and it's been an amazing experience. So what I would say to anyone listening if you're in a rut or uh, you need to break out, find people that calibrate at a higher energy level and meet them at that level because it'll help you out of your rut. Hanging out with people that complain or woe is me will not only reinforce what's going on. So highly recommend finding people calibrating at a higher level. PodFest itself calibrates at a very high level. You feel the energy because we do a lot of work mm. of attracting the right people and creating that energy in the environment. So if anyone wants to come out and learn about uh, creating a podcast or being an entrepreneur and learning how to use the Medium podcast, highly recommend them coming out to podfestexpo.com. Um, and our dates are uh, January 26th, 29th. We're going to have a lot of amazing creators and love to see you there. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you so much, Chris. And you know, in many of my episodes, you will see when someone is vibrating at a higher frequency or lower frequency, you know, I you deal with it when you're interviewing people, right? So uh, someone might not even have a, a, any kind of a emotion, for example, they won't even show anything, they're just speaking, right? But you could just tell you just sense it, especially when you're, when you're calming the mind, and you, you can actually heighten those senses, you know, and I'm so happy to hear, Chris, that you, that you definitely have that gift and, and everyone does, you know, and you yeah, just I, yeah, I think we all do. I just had a lot at bats where I could, I could see it after hundreds of events. Eventually you start focusing on other things besides the show itself. And it's just interesting yes. that I, I listen, some people be like, I was there. I go, I'm so sorry. I didn't see you. They might've been blanketed, but I could tell you this, the people radiating the positive energy, if you're focused on that, they, they stick out like a sore thumb in a sea of people. It's very weird, but you, in about, yeah, a, you know, weird. we had a hundred people every month and a hundred people, you could stick those people out pretty, pretty regularly. Well, I definitely can relate to that, that we could do a totally different episode on that. That's so amazing that you mentioned that, Chris. It's awesome. I'm grateful to hear about all your success, all your growth, what you're doing for others. You know, that's the key. You're creating those community, you're adding value, mm -hmm. and you're amplifying that value as you progress because that's your, your mission, right? You're looking at how I can make things better 
for others. And, you know, I did a story today as well on that is that if you kind of shift the focus on adding value, all the other things that we usually tend to want for ourselves just happen by default, right? And, and you're a perfect example of that. Yeah, I appreciate it, but it's always trying to figure out what we could create a value because people's time is becoming more precious, especially yeah. coming out of COVID. They're thinking about how they spend their time three, four times over before they leave their house. So for us, it's like, how could we create value and um, honor their time so that way they could go back and it yes. is whatever they're working on. Yeah, no, excellent. Thank you so much again, Chris, for coming on the show. Audience, thank you so much for uh, being part of this show and also joining us on this uh, on this episode with uh, Chris. You know, if, if that's something that you're looking to get or review or even check out one year, uh, definitely recommend it. That's why we have them on the show because the, the quality of their newsletter, the quality of their content, everything uh, stands out. Like you can, you can sense when a company is rolling from heart, you know, and, and a company with heart, you could just sense, like he mentioned about the energy, you just sense it, you know, and you can see that what they're doing is a great thing for people, for companies, for businesses. And um, again, all his information is going to be in the show notes like usual. And again, get in touch with him or anything for you. Also, for a thank you for engaging on our social media and the messages. Love all that. And definitely continue to share these episodes. Love growing together. Thank you. And thank you, Chris. Thank you, Shahid.